Hello and welcome to First Cause and my grandpa's weekly devotional. I hope it will encourage and inspire you. Thanks, Laylee. This week's devotional is entitled Revisiting Grace. There's a thoughtful piece on grace circulating on Facebook that I have amplified and maximized with apologies to the unknown author. Grace constitutes unearned or unmerited favor. She is seen throughout the Bible. Grace means promotion, not based on qualifications. When she speaks, protocols are suspended. So King Azurus extends the scepter to his Queen Esther. With grace at work, laws are set aside for a higher purpose. A hungry David understood this when he ate consecrated bread in 1 Samuel 21, verse 6. Jesus commended his insight because, as stated in Mark 2, 27, the Sabbath was made for man and not man for the Sabbath. A Samaritan woman with five different husbands was blessed by a thirsty, grace-giving Savior. An adulteress experienced no stones from a sin-convicted crowd. When grace acts, pedigrees and ethnic background are irrelevant. So Joseph, the Hebrew prisoner, became Egypt's second most powerful leader. When grace operates, educational qualifications are thrown out. Fishermen become disciples to the dismay of the religious elite. Grace instills hope in the hopeless, joy in the forlorn, and peace in the agitated. She has your back while she holds your heart. She transforms lament into a dancing melody. She is the warmth that accompanies light, and she is God's gift to you forever. Our passage of meditation is from Acts chapter 20, verse 32. And now I commit you to God and to the message of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all who are sanctified. When Paul said farewell to the Ephesian elders in Miletus, near the ship he traveled, it was a sobering message because he was convinced he would never see them again. After warning them to be on their guard against savage wolves who would come in to destroy their spiritual flock, he picked an interesting theme to encourage them, grace. Paul could have committed the Ephesians to God's message of truth, but he chose the word grace instead. Why? Well, in my experience, Christians can use truth as a hammer to bludgeon and judge. Truth mishandled is called legalism. When Christians operate solely behind the truth, there is a danger of making pronouncements instead of asking questions, condemning instead of seeking to understand, and striving to be right, vice administering love. God's grace builds up the body. She is nobly expensive, which explains why Dietrich Bonhoeffer in The Cost of Discipleship warned that cheap grace is the deadly enemy of our church. Grace does not condone willful sin. She extends kindness to the broken. She is the source of our inheritance in heaven, purchased by the high-priced blood of Christ, sacrificed for our sins. Grace is and ever will be a gemstone of love God created. Our inspirational thought comes from Dr. Henry Cloud in his book, Integrity. People of grace leave others better off than how they found them, even when they were getting nothing in return. Thank you for listening. If you would like to learn more about First Cause, 
or receive Grandpa's devotional by email, just go to www.firstcause.org and click on the free weekly devotional button. Our goal is to give you something to think about in Revelation 